Welcome to Behind the Mirror, the very special mini-series by Niana and I from Skeptics, where we assess each episode of the new season of Black Mirror. Niana, are you excited as I am about this? I am so excited. In fact, we're so excited that we couldn't wait for much longer to record this. Uh, we've both just seen the first episode in chronological order of season six of Black Mirror. Joan is awful. Yes, we're thrilled because uh, the last time the show, well, the, the show last came out in June 2019. So this is actually the first time the show has um, debuted or this new series of the show has debuted while I've been doing my default, the OII, which I think mm. definitely warranted some discussion from me. <laughs> definitely. And obviously we've spoken about other tech-adjacent shows in recent, recent times like uh, Severance and Succession, but super excited to be covering this one because I think for a long time Black Mirror has had the title as being the most oh, provocative yeah. when it comes to tech issues. Yeah. Um, so... Let's dive right into this one. So needless to say, there are spoilers about just the first episode of the season. Uh, Joan is awful. Now, give us some, some quick reactions. There's so much to talk about here. but what, what... Yeah, well, very briefly, the show is about, this episode is about a woman who discovers that a TV show on, net, on the Netflix equivalent on this show, which is called Streamberry, is being made about her life with actress Salma Hayek, who plays a version of Salma Hayek playing yeah. her. And it follows her on a seemingly, on a kind of daily basis, all the little things she does, arguments with her partner, um, her conduct at work and it seems to be almost like a live stream of her day just with more famous people yeah. in it um, so the episode kind of brings into play some interesting ideas about ownership um, sort of mocking the the way we sign or click yes to terms and conditions mm -hmm. without reading them and the power that platforms have over us um, as as well as, you know, this kind of idea of everything becoming content and our lives being easy fodder for content. Um, yeah. So maybe first out the bat, Josh, what did you think of this episode? It's been, like I said, four years since we've seen an episode of Black Mirror. What did you think about this one in terms of a return to the genre? Yeah, well, even though this isn't the first season of the show that's been on Netflix, I think it's safe to say mm. that this is the most self-aware episode of the show in the Netflix era of it. I mean, Charlie Brooker hasn't just kind of broken down a fourth wall here he's driven a truck through it I think in terms of <laughs> making us aware of, as audience of what we're watching and there's there's many layers of that which we'll get into so I think that that was what struck me early on I thought it was going to go in a different way because the in, mm. in the sort of quote-unquote real life um, the main character has to fire an employee uh, mm. and that was very you know relevant to other things we've been speaking about on the show about sort of layoffs in the tech industry and how sort of brutal yeah. and summary that can be. So that was uh, where I thought it was going, but things took a bit of a turn. Yeah, that is too funny. I had the I had a very similar thought, but the person I was watching it with, Patrick, who's not on the call today, but is a, a fan of Skeptics yeah. generally, um, is was kind of saying that, you know, he he did think there was this element early on about thinking about reality and almost like the Truman show, which is sort of, you know, a good yeah. anti, you know, precedent for the for this about thinking about um you know the nature of reality and the nature of our lives and there's only this very brief moment towards the end of the episode where the main character considers well is this all predetermined am i acting out a script or am i yeah. acting out my real life and i think the show kind of the episode touches on a lot of these ideas without delving too much into them i have to say that i really enjoyed the episode um yeah. but in the netflix era of uh, black mirror 
a lot has changed. And one of the most notable things about this episode is just how many big name actors are in it um, and how the budget has just increased, hasn't it? Um, and I think what that means is they're able to do this kind of thing where they're mocking Netflix and they're mocking big actresses and actors. But it also means that some of the really grim um, roots of the show in terms of how British it was and how it kind of focused on people mm -hmm. in like very ordinary situations, a little bit of that um, rustic feel has kind of left the show. And I think it is about mocking the tech industry as much as it is about, um, you know, considering technology now. Yeah, as well as the entertainment industry, and I guess Netflix above all kind of straddles those two worlds, which are really well captured here. I mean, talking about terms and conditions, I'm I'm curious what the deal is creatively between uh, the production company and Netflix, because, um, you know, I'm sure they came to some arrangement that meant that they could literally use the Netflix items, they changed the letter. But um, I don't know if you saw at the start of the show, I think that logo popped up. Uh, a bit of an Easter egg mm. at the start. I believe there was an S logo at the start. So, you know, the, in some ways, the message here, I suppose, is quite blunt, which is that we are, you know, the audience. And, you know, when they yeah. talked about the engagement, you know, things being great for engagement, particularly kind of negative um, emotion, that reflects what we've seen, uh, particularly in sort of coverage of Facebook's own targeting algorithm mm. and things like that. So the timing on that, and obviously with, with OpenAI and broader conversations about AI too and, and creativity in that is is very interesting as well. Um, mm. So it certainly felt very current. I think for me, the, the biggest sort of point of satire in, in this episode was this kind of immensely powerful targeting algorithm, which, um, yeah. you know, we're well, not targeting, but sort of detection algorithm, which, you know, is able to uh, pick up what everyone does and then turn that into a slightly more exaggerated version of that for entertainment, which, you know, is, is in many ways a bit of a parody of, of how data targeting works today. Um, mm. One thing I thought was very interesting about this is the fact that they did explain quite early on how this was happening in the world of the show. So they, they had uh, the explanation involving, you know, you kind of carry your phone around with you and it's basically like that. You know, these we're essentially carrying around yeah. these recording devices with us. But there's no actual evidence that the characters decided to stop using those devices that was or so doing whatever interesting they're... to me yeah yeah um i thought it was really interesting how when they do decide to go after netflix they think well can i can i sue can i um yeah. you know and they they never think well maybe i should unsubscribe from netflix from streamberry or and maybe yeah. i should also stop carrying my phone around with me like this maybe i should raise some awareness about this so that people are not trapped in similar situations. I thought it was really interesting the way exactly. they focus the plan of action, um, which is also kind of a, almost a comedic heist value kind of, yeah. you know. Um, in the last couple of seasons, Black Mirror did a lot of episodes very early on that were very grim and very dark and often ended yeah. with this extremely dystopian view of technology, which is fair enough. But then over time, both Charlie Brooker and also I think generally the viewing public got a little bit tired of this formula which ultimately comes the same, you know, can be a little formulaic. And I think we had episodes that were more, if not outright funny, played with humor in these situations, like a dark kind yeah. of black humor, <laughs> very appropriate. Yeah, and I don't think Michael Sarah can be in a scene without it being in some way comedic. So that was no, well. exactly, exactly. And to be fair, Annie Murphy too, she was in Schitt's Creek and yeah. that's very much what she's famous for. Um, and I think that, you know, in this episode, they're definitely playing with the humor of it rather than thinking about okay, well, what would people actually do in this scenario? And there is a version of the story that gets darker and darker and darker, and this woman is trapped, almost like 
uh, in previous episodes, and we've seen episodes like that on Black Mirror before, yeah. where people are so boxed in by the technology that they just are kind of doomed to repeat the same cycle again and again and again. Um, I think one of my favorite episodes of Black Mirror is is the Christmas episode, White Christmas, with John Hamm, mm. which was like a feature length one. And, you know, a big part of that episode is a character sort of being doomed to live a, the same life again and again. Um, and so they've deliberately not gone down that path. And I think it is important. This is the first episode of the season. Yeah. Where, like we're back. We've got so much money now. You will see Michael Cera for two seconds and Salma Hayek for <laughs> 10 minutes and Kate Blanchett for like a blink and you'll miss it moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can do all of this now. Yeah. As you say, it was, it was kind of a, it was a happy ending in, in a way. And I think part of that was signaled that it would be a happening, maybe not the ending that we expected, but um, the notion that all she had to do, the main character, was kind of ride this out was, I think, really interesting. She sort of realised in the midway through that the way to do that was doing something disgusting as her character, if you like. Mm. Um, And I think part of that is also a comment on the kind of uh, kind of social media scandal, almost like cancellation culture. Yes. um, You know, using both terms and quote marks, obviously, but the notion that, all you have to do is just sort of ride something out and, and, you know, end the shame cycle, if you like, and then you can sort of emerge from the other side and it, it's the, the focus has gone on, on someone else, which I thought was and interesting. And public interest moves on, yeah. I think yeah. it does pick up a lot of these concepts very quickly and then puts them down. And I suppose that Black Mirror, yeah. you know, saying Black Mirror is shorthand for, you know, any kind of dystopian text scenario. So often I think yeah. you hear people say things like, oh, that's so Black Mirror. So we don't even need yeah. to say that it's self-referential anymore. But <laughs> it does pick up these ideas and then it puts them down again. And I think one of those ideas is this idea of being cancelled, the idea of people indulging in TV shows that they know are awful, um, not yeah. just content-wise, but also maybe ethically just quite dubious. Um, yeah. And, you know, these are all kind of wry comments that Charlie Brooker and the, the other show creators make and they're able to move on very quickly because they've done it before. Yeah, that's definitely true. I think another aspect of this as well is the sort of and Netflix commissions many of these shows. And I admit I have seen some of them where, you know, I've <laughs> yeah. started calling them kind of surreality. It's like kind of reality, but kind of just more than that as well. And particularly these kind of romance shows where it seems like the people are real and their marriages are real and everything else. But uh, you're left wondering, it's in that kind of uncanny valley of how real is this? Because, it, you know, how do they have cameras? You know, how is this being filmed? How am I watching this supposedly tender moment? So yeah. I think this really speaks to that genre, that subgenre of, of stuff that Netflix commissions as well. I mean, what did you think about how, you know, squarely this does take on Netflix and the fact that they must be complicit in it, given that it's on Netflix and given that um, the, the logos and other things we use in it as well? Yeah, I think that um, it was kind of interesting to me, but also that we've seen this sort of done before, like a few other shows. I mean, while obviously they're kind of biting the hand that feeds them in some ways, they've always mocked or criticized the technologies that help them make content. You know, they've always been critical of like phones yeah. and consumer culture and viewers. And I think they're I think they're not afraid to do that. Um, I think it is probably true that we don't give enough thought to when we think about evil technology quote unquote or we think about dystopian technology it's probably true that we do spend a lot of time thinking about certain platforms and devices and maybe not enough thinking about the entertainment industry um Mm. and there's also a comment in there which i thought was really interesting about which could relate to to, to the writer strike that's going on now um about the idea that they don't even need to create or write content anymore like people are content they just need to press a button and it kind of 
producers infinite stories all readily yeah. packaged for them without even needing to pay writers or without needing to think about the labor elements of creative content um so i you know i think that's an interesting idea and i thought that obviously the writer's strike started after they would have been like doing this but it's kind of an interesting and quite timely idea to bring to this i think yeah uh, definitely i think the kind of individual nature of of this was interesting as well not just in terms of the kind of data targeting you know everyone has their own channel which of course reflects reality you know every news or each of our own news feeds are different in ways that supposedly reflect our mm-hmm. interests or, or whatever else um but also in, in i guess a broader sense i think it, i think maybe it was no coincidence that the um the idea mentioned at the start that unfortunately the company wouldn't meet its climate pledges because of the firing <laughs> of, of their employee yeah um and i sort of link that in my head with the the line that really centers the episode which is the main character thinking that she's not the main character in yeah. her own life story um yeah. and i just had a, a sense there that you know, you know bigger issues like climate or other things kind mm. of or privacy for that matter occasionally stray into these uh into these debates but so often those things are left to one side and it does become about us as individuals rightly or wrongly so i noticed that as well yeah and obviously the main character concept is something that we're we're maybe quite used to hearing it's quite a common um i guess internet phrase but also a big part of therapy speak and i think there is a way of um they're mocking, you know, I think the episode and the show in general now leans into the new American producers of the show because it leans into these ideas that are incredibly American in some ways that we've all sort of internalized of like the individualism of thinking about yourself as the main character when all these bigger issues are at play. The individualism yeah. of thinking about how can I stop this happening to me as opposed to the thought of, oh my gosh, everyone in the world is being watched and listened to all the time yeah. what can you know um that kind of but there is a sort of sweet moment towards the end where these two women the source joan as the, as she's called yeah. and annie murphy who plays her um almost have a strange form of bonding over <laughs> the fact yeah. that they've both committed this crime at streamberry yeah and the fact that they both now are being surveilled in a totally different way yeah. by the movements on their ankles and in some ways a much less subtle way maybe that's what yeah, makes them yeah. feel a bit happy about it <laughs> and they've become friends and it's such a strange yeah. thing it's like they're kind of united by the fact that they do have the same they're in the same situation they were both their image and their body and whatever was both violated in kind of the same way and they they found a yeah. kind of kinship out of that um and i think that it is interesting. I do, I have to say that as depressing as they were, I do have a real soft spot for the, you know, the first three seasons of Netflix when it was just dark, depressing, traumatic. Well, we'll see. I, I think there's a danger of, of judging this too soon. I, I tend to remember mm. the first episodes tend to be, not not maybe in the first couple of seasons, yeah. but the first episodes are often a bit lighter and then it gets very yeah. dark very quickly. So That's I wouldn't true. pass judgment too soon on no. that. We'll see. I do think for the last... Um, the last season two, the one that came out in 2019, only had three episodes and all of them were a little bit more, I think they were playing a little bit more with this idea of how can we talk about technology in a way that is not just apocalypse, pure dystopia. You know, how can we make it that these terrible situations happen, but weirdly people people laugh about them and keep living their lives and ultimately keep using the tech, which I think is, um, you know, an important part of this episode is that Streetberry yeah, kind of yeah. continues, right? <laughs> Yeah, and people don't throw out their devices. Yeah, people, yeah. A really realistic take. Um, yeah. Yes, so how did it make you feel about the rest of the season? 
Yeah, I th- I do think it was a bit of a, a soft intro. I suspect things are going to get mm. dark. Based on I haven't really read any reviews, but just seeing like the title of the reviews, um, I, se- yeah. I sense things are going to take a darker turn before too long. Um, I uh, I think this is you know yeah a nicer introduction to to Black Mirror and the kind of concepts that it covers. I don't know if it needed this sort of fourth wall break at mm. the end, which as it happens bears a lot of similarities to the OA. Um, which is a show that Netflix ironically cancelled right when they did this um, kind of shift in the narrative. If anyone's watched that, will will remember that. I don't know if it was necessary. I think we could have stayed in original Jones world. Um, right. You know, they, they've done they've done this before. They've sort of kind of done this kind of algorithmic zoom out when you realise that it's actually part of this cascading system of realities. Yeah. Uh, with with that famous dating episode. I love that uh, episode. Hang though. the DJ. Yeah. Um, so I. I I guess I was surprised they went back to that device as well, but it does allow a lot of narrative freedom, so I can I can see why they would. Um, yeah. But I think the I think I suspect the the remaining episodes will be a lot more claustrophobic and and maybe not happy endings, perhaps. I hope so. Um, I don't want to look too far <laughs> ahead because we are um, you know, we're trying to take it episode by episode. But yeah. one thing that I've always wanted them to do, and one thing that they are doing this season, um, is the chronologically the final episode of the season. Uh, actually takes place in 1979 and I I mean I've always wanted Black Mirror to do an episode in the past I think it's a really exciting idea okay they played so far with they've played so much with futures and presents and I think literally placing it in the past is a really really exciting concept and one that I think we see a lot in this sort of um callbacks to the 80s and other forms of media and and tv so I'm looking forward to it um, okay. And also, this season has a stacked cast. I guess one, as I said, benefit of maybe having the um, big Netflix money behind the show now is that yeah. they can basically cast whoever they want. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. I can't wait to see more more faces pop up. Uh, there are certainly plenty in this one. I'm so excited too. And I'm really glad that we've decided to do this little mini, mini yeah. series of reviews. Um, looking forward to discussing each episode with you. And give us a listen if you two are watching each episode of Black Mirror and want to think about it afterwards with us. Definitely. We don't exactly have a set schedule yet, um, but I suspect we won't be able to resist watching a few in quick succession. So I think this will be a question of days, not weeks, to uh, <sighs> to be taking episode, every episode in turn. But we will be Absolutely. back uh, yeah, very soon with another episode of Behind the Mirror. Uh, but yeah, really good to talk about this one, Anna. And uh, yeah, chat to you soon. And don't forget to follow us for Skeptics content too. Thanks, Josh. Of course. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.